Thanks for finding Organic Matters. As I always need to mention, this is or was a garden planting show for 20 years or at least 15 or 16. But I've had to, because of living in the world, I've had to broaden my horizons. So you're going to catch the first part of the show is about energy and about what plastics are doing to our environment. I am going to talk about a little winter gardening ideas I, and I will go more into gardening as spring comes and when everybody gets more excited but I, I do try to throw something in every week right now about your garden so I stole a lot of this information actually don't steal it uh, an old friend of mine Calvin Finch does a, a newspaper article and I pull from him and he pulls from me and uh, sometimes we're on the same subject so I'll just uh, give this to you as food for thought and what he brought up, uh, is, oh, I don't know when it was, a week or two ago, is to redo your vegetable gardening to better meet your family's ideas and your family's needs. Sometimes we just get into an old rut. Sometimes you need to rethink uh, what you're doing. I've certainly changed the foods I eat in the last decade and the things I like to grow, and maybe you have too. So redo your vegetable gardening and, and, and you'll you know rethink it at least. Here's the other thing that comes up now that didn't used to come up. We now think, or at least I do, more about a healthy diet, which I've always grown a lot of vegetables, but that in, may in, in actually include increasing the amount of vegetables you're putting into your garden or increasing the variety of them. And if you get too many, folks, for a long time, I have not done it in a few years, I'll be honest, because I've traveled so much. Anything I couldn't eat went directly, in my case, to either the women's shelter in Bernie or to the place in Kerrville since I lived in the hill country. But I, I didn't waste it. And, and, and things that are easy to grow, that are also easy to give away, are kale and broccoli and onions, carrots, spinach, all very easy to grow. One of my favorites still is Swiss chard. But you can easily grow far more than you can eat and certainly help some other people in the process. First thing I always bring up almost every time I start a gardening show is compost. If you don't have a compost pile, start one as soon as you can. It is a great way to use your leaves, pulled weeds, lawn clippings, and your kitchen scraps. You can use it all, folks, to make ingredients that break down quickly have about 60% green material, 40% brown material, such as dry leaves or straw. If you don't have enough green material, add just some organic fertilizer or some molasses or something to, to bring up that level uh, for the extra nitrogen. You don't have to be too specific. Remember, 60-40. 60% of it needs to be, I call it heavy material, green stuff and, and scraps and things, 40% what I call brown material. And you can weigh it, just kind of pick it up. You don't have to have a scale. About 60-40. Mother Nature will handle it no matter what way you make or what percentage, but making it right just makes things work faster and easier for you. And those of you that have listened to me, I, I taught uh, off and on years in my life. And I think every year that I taught, it was always biology and I also had some special ed children. We always had a garden. I always went to the principal, whoever, and said, hey, I just need a spot. And my kids were out a couple of days a week, working, talking about things, learning things, but out there with their fingers in the soil. Recruit the kids. Kids are introduced and participate in gardening invariably, I think, do better in school and really, I feel, are more content in their lives when they, when they get out there and really touch nature. And there's actually some research that, that supports that. 
Some of which, incidentally, I read about was actually conducted right in San Antonio, Texas. If you haven't done it, and I have done it, consider volunteering at your local neighborhood school or help your children, grandchildren, your neighborhood kids, kids just that you've met. Get them set up to, to a little piece of, the, of your garden. Give them a little spot and encourage them to come and actually learn how to take care of it. And I always bring this up. Sorry, folks, for those of you that get tired of hearing it. Be careful of our monarch butterflies. They're really in trouble. Get involved in the effort to restore the monarch butterfly populations. Uh, lots of avenues for action, but it could be as simple as planting milkweeds, zinnias, mist flowers, and porterweed, or any number of the others. Uh, Greg's Blue Mist is probably the best flower I've discovered in the last five years as far as drawing in monarchs. I have a lady friend that I've had a long time. I gave her four plants, I think the beginning of this past spring, and they've about taken over the area. And she, there were times in, uh, here in the fall when they were migrating down to Mexico when she had 50 butterflies in a, at a single sitting. If you want to know more about butterflies, especially monarchs, just write me, natureapproved at yahoo.com, natureapproved at yahoo.com, or go to my URL about this show, all lowercase, bruce.dooley, D-E-U-L-E-Y, bruce.dooley.com. And here's a hint for all of you that I don't have to do. I didn't get that far in it. Discard any of your old pesticides. Go through your chemicals in your garden shed, identify any materials that have sat unused for more than six months, box them up for the next, there's, there are in, your, in, in almost everywhere that you hear this, there are places that are legal to dispose of pesticides. Also discard anything unlabeled or solidified. You can call wherever you are, you can call 311 to find out where and when you can discard those materials. Don't hesitate to do it. Safer for you. And then don't replace them with things that are dangerous. There is not a, a pest, either herbs or, or insects. I can't tell you something that's natural and organic will work. Is it as fast sometimes? No. But is it better? Yes. And in some cases, longer lasting and certainly more sustainable than the scots and the crap they sell at the, at the big box stores. If you're really getting into gardening, which I've been in for a long time, I recommend that you consider joining a thing called the Master Gardeners, or there's also one called Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. These guys offer training, and you do volunteer opportunities. Master Gardener chapters exist in Bayer County, Guadalupe, Gonzales, Comayo, Kerr, Kendall, I think. No, I think Kendall goes to Kerr. And a new chapter in South Texas covers the Wilson, Carnes, and Atascosa counties areas. Now, if you're not in my area, since I now also podcast, just go to any gardener that's got a nice nursery that's carrying a few organic products and ask them who runs and where is the master's gardening programs because they definitely exist virtually all over this country now. If you want to learn more about it and you're not in our area, you can always go to very easy, all, all lowercase again, gardeningvolunteers.org, gardeningvolunteers.org. And here's something I did a few times when my interest or my time was waning. I decided to try another kind of gardening, a new technique. Now, mine happened to be water gardening, but think of water gardening, bonsai, I never was very successful at, but it's fun. 
Orchid gardening, wildscapes is now one of my new favorites. Cut flowers, oriental vegetables are just a few to consider uh, as something a little different to do. And you'll find that you, you'll learn new things and you'll get a little bit more excited about having almost a new hobby. And here's a hint from Calvin Finch himself. Convert part of your sprinkler system. Drip irrigation is especially well-suited in our part of the country for vegetables, flowers, shrubs, and container gardening. It'll save you money and result in better plants. And here's the Tim. I happen to know Tom Harris. Check out Tom Harris's drip gardening booklet for technical assistance if you feel you need it. And this is something I have done a couple different times where, where I lived, even in Australia when I was there. And that is uh, plant a wildlife thicket area. Such an area in your yard will provide feeding and nesting sites for many of their local species. Make the thicket at least, eh, I tried to, I think mine were 12 feet square, but anything, 8, 10, 10, 100 square feet, 10 by 10 would be fine. And, and of course, be careful about the plant mix to get what I would call local plants. For food and cover and consider, oh, in our area, and you'll have to check in your Jopons and Anaquas, Texas persimmon is great. They're slow, but they're wonderful. Mexican plums, agaritas. Again, always add some Greg's, Greg's um, mist flowers and, and some butterfly flowers. It can all go in the same spot. And though I've tried a few times and it's been successful some, I went to the HOAs when I was living areas when they had homeowners associations and volunteered, and you can do this, to help with your neighborhood, the church or the school or whoever. And I, I started a landscape committee and it'll help them. You wouldn't believe how little, even though people that want a garden, they buy a bag of Scott's bonus S and think they've become a gardener. It's nice to help them. It's better for the environment. It's better for them. It's certainly healthier. I had friends that said, oh yeah, I'm an organic gardener. I go there and they're using things that I wouldn't even put near my house. I mean, I don't even like seven dust or anything like that, but they were either told or didn't read enough to realize what they were doing is not only in, wasn't organic, but it was possibly dangerous to the environment and certainly could have been bad for their pets and maybe their children. And one other hint that, that uh, Calvin brought up is convert part of your lawn to a low water use landscape. It's easy to do. Go native, I guess is what I call. You know, and you can consider hardscapes. Okay, things that, that different ground covers, perennials you don't have to worry about. Of course, mulch, mulch, mulch always helps with saving water and, and the plants that, that you're involved in. So you select plants so you have, literally, if you do it right, a year of color. There's something in color 12 months a year that's easy to do in most parts of this country. If you want to learn more about it, again, I'll say one more time, go to my website. It's free, folks. Uh, I do not charge. I am on a dozen right now podcast, but I pay for my own podcast. I pay for my own production. And the reason is there are places where nobody ever pressured me, but they did. They wanted to run ads and they did run ads. I have friends on radio right now doing it. Uh, we're all organic, all natural, and they'll run Scott's bonus S ads and they'll run Roundup ads. And people that hear them think, oh, well, the guy on the radio must approve of this. Well, we don't approve of it. So now I'm an old man with not much else to do. So the little bit of money I got, I do not accept advertising. I have occasionally, this is funny, occasionally gotten checks out of the clear blue from people that listen to my show. I survive without them. 
I'm not, I appreciated him, certainly wrote him a nice note, but I do not accept advertising for one reason. I want to say what I think is totally right, and I don't care who disagrees, I'm going to try to back it with science, which seems to be uh, anything backed in sciences, they seem to be at a premium in most every radio and TV show you listen to. Thanks for tuning in to Organic Matter.